Hello, and welcome to the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. I am Sarah Noble, a certified shamanic energy medicine practitioner, somatic embodiment coach, Akashic Record reader, spiritual mentor, and teacher of energy management and meditation. This podcast is born from my passion to help you reconnect with your heart and intuition. In each episode, you'll hear me channel guided spiritual information for a guest around a specific question or decision in their life. Afterwards, I break down the call so you can better understand how to connect with your own intuitive gifts, your spirit guides, and soul family. I will also give you practical exercises and tools that you can use to deepen your understanding of how to use this in your day-to-day life. Now, without further ado, let's get on to our caller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Mako is here with us for our reading, and our conversation is quite a deep one and leads us into a discussion about being in a mentally and emotionally abusive relationship. So I did just want to say that if this topic is extremely triggering for you or might be hard to listen to, to practice self-care, I always want you to feel safe and nurtured and secure. So do what feels right for you to take care of yourself. I did a little research And 50 to 80% of humans at some point are in an abusive relationship. And I didn't even go into the domestic violence statistics. That was just looking at emotional, psychological, and mental abuse. What comes up in the call today is something that is unfortunately too common, where we're in a relationship and there is mental and emotional abuse happening. And yet, because of the way we grew up, because of the things that we were subjected to, we don't even realize that this is happening in our current relationship because our threshold for anger and gaslighting, narcissism, these sort of big buzzwords that are around in our culture at the moment, We don't recognize that something is amiss because this is just our threshold. And so what happened for Mako was she saw a video on TikTok about the actions of an abusive husband. And this resonated with her so deeply of what was happening in her own relationship. As divine beings here on earth, we deserve to be loved. We deserve to be cherished. We deserve to be in a relationship that supports us. And Mako and I didn't go deep into all the things that are happening. Yet I would love for this call to just bring awareness to all the people on this planet that are struggling in relationships and situations that don't support them, that are really hard and challenging. And yes, these are soul journeys. However, there is support there is help, there are ways to get out of situations and to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe. Due to the beauty of this call, I decided to not do any intuitive teachings at the end, but rather just let this call have its own voice. Thank you, Mako, for sharing this call with us. Hi, Mako. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. So just try to 
be very brief. I have consistently made incremental changes um, in my life. So I'm in a really good place. Um, but I still am not seeing the big changes I want to see. So right now I'm wanting to have leaps and bounds in my spiritual growth and my growth as a human and creating things. Um, so I would like your help in honing down exactly what I need to do on a daily basis to make sure that I can stay on track and not take two step back and not self-sabotage in order for myself to keep moving forward in a positive way. I'm stuck being, I'm, I'm like, I'm done being stuck in the same place and nothing happening, nothing changing. I have all these big ideas and I want to actually execute them. So if you can help me find these practical things that I can do on a daily basis that will make exponential change in my life. So I get this sense that you are covering up some parts of yourself. You know, you were talking about that you have been doing a lot of deep work and that you're uncovering things and you feel that you can see things more clearly. What I'm sensing, though, is there are some things that you're hiding and you're not wanting to look at. So possibly deeper, more painful experiences from your life that you have a belief that rather than deal with them, you've just kind of learned a way to compartmentalize them and live with them without having to actually unpack them. What does that bring up for you? Definitely self-expression is a huge thing I've been working on. Um, and I have been in abusive relationships. So I did recently find peace in that to where I decided I'm going to be my own safe space instead of gritting my teeth and thinking that I deserve to be yelled at or I just need to let him yell at me and say all these horrible things to me and just it'll just pass um, and allowing the same thing to happen to my kids. So I've, I, I've made the conscious effort of saying, I'm going to be my own safe space and not allow these things to happen inside of me from coming from myself or from the outside. So I feel really good in that sense. So I'm thinking it might be a childhood thing that I, if it's something that I still have not yet looked at in terms of family. What I understand about our adult relationships, especially significant partners, like ones that we have children with, we call them in to our life in order to heal parts of ourselves. And oftentimes those are woundings from our childhood related to our own parents or bigger situations in our life. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense with what you're saying of you have worked the current situation and yet your partner came in to show you that there's a deeper wound. Are you still in the relationship? Yes. So right now I'm sort of deciding on exactly the kind of relationship I want to get into. So I've done a lot of work with him or within myself in relation to him. 
And I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, I'm really going to decide exactly what I want. I sort of don't want a monogamous marriage. I already know that. Um, and then the way he's acted toward me, the kind, the way he talks to me, it's something I don't want. Um, so either with me setting my own boundaries most recently um, and deciding not to tolerate things anymore, I see that he will either change or um, we'll just have to go our separate ways. And that all feels really good. But yeah, I would struggle with how to get things across to him without him gaslighting me or making me feel bad. So I'm very cautiously, gently navigating that, that it might not come up these conversations and it might come up. So I'm preparing myself for that. What um, support system do you have as far as navigating this relationship? Who Who's your, your support? I have my best friend and boss who I see almost every day in terms of she supports me in all ways and helps me be a stronger person. And so she's definitely a very big support. I have other friends that I can send messages to constantly. We just go back and forth. And a person I can drive to um, if I want to. I just sort of don't make it out there to go see her. That's someone I can fully trust. So I do have a handful of girlfriends that I can feel really supported by. And my sisters. (laughs) I always have my sisters. Do you have any professional support, a therapist, a coach, anybody that's Um, specific to you? Yes, I did have a therapist. I stopped seeing her um, just for financial reasons, but I feel like she's in my back pocket if I'm ever able to. And my boss and friend um, has paid for a coaching program that I'm going to be stepping into for the next uh, 12 weeks. So I do have that as well. And very deeply connected to the wellness healer community in my city. And I'm wanting to build more community with that. So I do see a budgeting, like, I actually want to be the support system for other people. Um, So I want to create a community connecting with other people to build our own support system. So I think things are budding and building. Are you and your partner married? Yes. Okay. How long have you been married? We've been married um, for 16 years. My daughter is 16. At the time, I thought I wanted to get married to him when I first met him, but I was very young. So there were any like serious conversations, exactly what I want in a marriage, you know, critically thinking about what is a marriage to begin with. So yeah, that hasn't been really thought through. We sort of just sped into it and had two kids right away. Um, without really seriously having deeper conversations. Is he wanting the same as you as far as coming together and talking and uh, making adjustments for things to be different in the marriage? Yes, he says he's always open to communicating, but I've always felt stuck in this area where I felt he had the upper hand. You know, he would tell me what's right and what's wrong and see, I'm logical and I, you know, I can see things clearly and you're not seeing things clearly. But now I am in the space where I am seeing things a lot more clearly and more objectively. And it was sort of uh, eye-opening seeing um, 
this is going to go on a tangent, but an abusive husband video on TikTok. And he's, this man is going crazy. He's not physically hurting anyone else by himself, but he's ripping his shirt off and saying these certain things. And it really resonated to me that, oh, this is, he reminds me of my husband. And so as a clarifying moment for me, like, wow, like what is abuse and what is not abuse? And how is he not seeing the way he speaks to me is damaging? So I struggled with that a lot, feeling like I'm not able to really communicate what I want to communicate because it will come back to me and bite me, um, used against me, and always feeling like, am I crazy? Is he crazy? Am I the crazy one? Um, but ultimately feeling like I'm the crazy one. So I am in the process of really dissecting that and being clear about what gaslighting is and you know what the narcissistic tools are and am I being pulled into that or not. So it will take some work, but I've always struggled with actually connecting and communicating because I feel like he doesn't really get it or get me. That's a very big soul growth place to be where you are right now. And it, I, I can understand why you're looking at wanting to take these bigger leaps as you're uncovering things, as you're realizing things, you're seeing things more clearly. And I hear you when you say that he's willing like, and wanting to communicate more effectively and efficiently. And is he getting help, professional help, in order to learn tools and process his own pain and trauma? Because that's where his verbal abuse is most probably coming from. No, he is not. Um, but I did bring it up to him. He has no friends. Um, he's sort of a lone wolf. And I, I asked him recently, maybe it was yesterday, like, if I had no friends, wouldn't that be a red flag to you? Implying that it's a red flag to me. Um, and but he said, no, not really, not necessarily. So he is open, but I don't know how open he is. And I did suggest seeing a um, life coach because there's somebody I know who has affordable rates. He makes up these excuses about money and I can't afford it. You know, we don't have any money. He's a day trader. And so he's not trading well because he has a constant fear of losing money. So he makes an excuse. I can't see a therapist. We can't see a counselor's therapist because it's too much money. It's, you know, so he always avoids getting professional help. Is that a deal breaker for you? Um, not necessarily. I think it's what comes out of it. Because I, I don't know, you know, who can help him. And I know a lot of like therapists are not very helpful, sometimes detrimental. So I understand that if he sees a professional, they may or may not help. But yeah, I've never seen it as a deal breaker. I am being a little bit more clear, though, in that I don't want to put up with the way he treats other people any longer. Um, so he really does need to make a significant change. I'm pretty sure he's willing to do that. But I don't know if he'll understand that he needs the help to really shift his mindset because he does have this righteousness to it. So for me, I just want his. I don't, I don't, I don't even know at this point if he can do anything specifically. Like we've been, I've been growing apart from him more and more. So I'm just doing the work to know exactly what I want 
Um, I don't feel like it is him, but I'm open um, and just really focusing on me and not seeing him as a problem, but everything in my life as a reflection of my own internal chaos or peace. So I'm appreciating that he's showing me what's inside of me. So just navigating it that way and not really expecting him to change. So following that thread of you using everything to look inside yourself and and him offering you this reflection, what from your childhood does this remind you of or trigger for you? Um, The fact that my family didn't treat each other very well. So it's the clarity and what abuse is and what's a, what abuse isn't and what's loving behavior, what's not, instead of abuse being normalized, you know, yelling at somebody with rage, it's very abusive. But in my culture, in my family's culture, and a lot of people's culture, it's just normal. It's just, it's just the way it is. So there's just always been a lot of rage in the family. So yeah, for sure, my dad is the person who caused fear in me. But my mom yelled a lot too. Oh, so the three people, um, my mother, my father, and my oldest brother, they have these anger problems. They, they rage. So that's always been a little volatile and has made me unstable um, in the past. How do you express your anger? Mostly passive aggressively. I try to keep it in um, for the most part because I've grown up a peacemaker trying more and more to just vocalize it more, but I usually keep it in and then process it within myself. And I actually think that sort of works better because when we spew out all our anger and we realize, oh, it wasn't this person's behavior that was, you know, triggering me. It was something that's going off in me. So I just try to maintain my composure. So I, I agree with you. Yes. When we get triggered and we just spill our anger out onto another, it's not a healthy way of expressing, expressing our emotions, especially anger. However, what I have learned is that it is very important that we do process that anger Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't sort of boil and fester inside you because anger is a very normal human emotion that we tend to, as a society, say is not okay. And so we don't have a healthy expression of anger. So finding ways, you know, in the beginning you had asked, like, what are some things that you can do each day? Um, You wanted to walk away with some practices or some ways to navigate these upcoming possible changes. And so finding a way to be able to feel all your emotions in a healthy way. And so one of the things that I, that works really well for me that I'll share with you is rather than saying everything in front of that person, I go sit in my car with all the windows up and I let it out. I say every terrible thing that I wouldn't want that person to hear, but that needs to move, needs to move energy out of my body. Sometimes I just scream. Sometimes I shake my hands. We want to move the energy out of our body so that it's not keeping you stuck. What happens is as you go to make other choices and decisions in your life, the unprocessed anger is going to cloud your ability to see what is the best choice for yourself. That sounds good. Yeah, that's definitely. I did um, recently 
do that when I found myself really angry. And yeah, looking back, it may have helped quite a bit um, because I wasn't able, you know, I didn't have to act on it. It calmed down anyway. So I'm glad I didn't say out any of those things to the person it was directed towards. Where would you like to go with this call? Because there's, you know, we could look more at your relationship, whether or not staying is a viable option for you. Or we could continue more down this path of finding you some practices and kind of going in that direction. I mean, I guess the burning question for me then would be, um, how best should I deal with my current partner? Well, what I sense in you and what I've been tracking is there is this energy that is rising in your body and it's coming out through your heart and up all the way into your your crown and into your head. It's it's an energy of wanting you to be in your inner authority and in your sovereignty. And it's it's a connection to the divine. It's a connection to your soul, to your spirit, to who you truly are. And you know, your soul here in a body on a journey. And you've called in this relationship for you to grow and learn and understand certain lessons as a human being. And we create contracts with people when we come here to play out certain situations to help us grow. And then those contracts come to a close. And part of our spiritual journey and part of our becoming unstuck and taking those big leaps and moving to the next step is making the big choice is recognizing when something is complete and deciding that you are going to put yourself and your spirituality first and foremost. And if the other person can meet you and come along with you for that, then beautiful. But the spiritual journey is deciding when complete is complete and giving up the thing that's holding us back. In shamanic practices, they often call it a sacred cow. It's that thing that we tell ourselves that we have to keep doing and it keeps us from doing what we really want to do. Like, oh, I'll change my career once the kids go to college or I'll, you know, take that vacation once I get my promotion. Whatever the thing is that we're telling ourselves we can't do until something else happens. And so we kind of meet these crossroads in our life where spirit and our soul are calling us into something bigger and something greater. Mm-hmm. And we have to decide if we're ready or do we need more time? We're saying this earlier, like you can't change him. You can't make him do anything. You really, you really can only focus on you. And in my experience, in your situation, really mining it for all the gold like allowing your husband to be your greatest teacher. And every single time you are triggered, use that beautiful wisdom of the body, of the trigger, of the emotion to really go deep and to really get clear on what is happening inside you. He's just being a mirror reflecting for you the things inside you that are unhealed. And you're Mm -hmm. already on that journey. And so if you're staying take it to the next level, get a really great therapist, find a really amazing coach. Like you are worth investing in yourself for what you want. 
and have somebody really help you navigate this situation so that if you do decide to leave, you leave taking all the gifts with you. You've learned all the lessons and having professional help might make it a way that you stay. We don't know what that outcome is for you yet, right? That's, that's dependent on you and your choices. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, that's very helpful because that has always stopped me from leaving where, you know, oh, how he'd feel or the aftermath. And, but if I have reaped everything that I can, then it feels like I would be able to walk away feeling much better than if I, if I hadn't had that kind of way of looking at it. Yes. And I hear you like it is important that we honor another person's feelings and their situation. But there comes a point when that can uh, border onto codependency, Mm -hmm. where you're more concerned about what he feels than what you feel. Mm -hmm. And so having somebody help you understand that dynamic and that and heal that relationship within yourself because that image you're showing me of you in your sovereignty and in your authority is a very uh, big image. Like there's a lot of energy in it and it's very beautiful and it's, it's the, where you're moving to. And it's your husband's decision on what he does for himself on whether he's going to be able to come along on that journey with you or not. Right. How can I support you from here? I mean, that was already very helpful and brought more clarity and more comfort, more ease, more grace into my situation. So I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing such a vulnerable topic and for being willing to explore it with me. Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could please leave a five-star review as it helps the show to grow and assists me on my mission of having intuition be a part of everybody's life. For more information on reconnecting with your heart and intuition, head on over to my website, www.themoderndayintuitive.com, where you can listen to free meditations, sign up to be a guest on the podcast, learn how you can work with me in person, find links to my social media platforms, and much more. And a big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place by having the courage to look inward to develop your intuition.